Hey, what's up, everybody? Jordan Stoltz here, your host of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Welcome to another episode. The first episode, episode 412, since the release, the published date of StoltzFit.com. If you guys like today's episode, you can go over to StoltzFit.com, check out the blog article on this subject for a written word version of it. You can check out past articles of different episodes, review episodes of the podcast, contact me, ask your questions, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, t- today's show is going to be all about training, and it's going to be about a concept um, called using a pencil and not a pen for your training program. If you do programming yourself, this advice is golden. And if you are even getting a program from like the internet or um, a coach even, maybe you can kind of use this and apply it to to your programming to make things more effective for you. So let's get started today's show. Appreciate you guys joining me. And uh, let's get to work. Episode 412 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Played a little weird jingle there for the intro because I'm kind of getting tired of my intro. I'm sure you guys are. If you've been listening for 400-something episodes of this podcast, you're pretty tired of this cheesy radio voice saying to tune in for episodes that don't even apply anymore because the podcast format's a little bit different. Uh, so got to get that updated. So we're just going to be playing little tunes until then, and uh, we'll start the episode that way. Today is episode 412 of the podcast, and actually, you know, I've been doing this project, StoltzFit.com, and uh, actually the behind the scenes part of that is that every other day or three days a week or so, I'm going into my archives of different episodes I've done over the last, you know, couple years, few years even, man, and, you know, I'm going in and listening to some of my old episodes, making outlines, written outlines of those episodes and writing blog articles about them. So to kind of create a big database of written word and blog articles um, as a backlog of some of these episodes that a lot of people probably won't listen to anymore. And it's a big project. And just one of my most recent episodes was about the concept of getting the most out of every exercise. And I just wrote, that was only a few weeks ago, a couple months ago maybe, but I wrote that article the other day and published it on the site. And uh, good episode, man. I was pretty excited about that one as I was listening to it. Something that is easy to not consciously do all the time, but a great concept for your training, which essentially if you missed the episode or the article is... Um, creating a point system out of 100 on each exercise that you do, each rep that you do, and trying to score the highest possible. So things like form, range of motion, recovery, the best exercise for you, and all of these things come into play with how many points you can score. And your goal is to just score the most amount of points possible and you know make every rep count, essentially. Um, It's a good way to train. It's an efficient way to train to make sure you're getting the most out of what you're doing and actually reaping the benefits and rewards of the exercises you choose. 
And that kind of concept um, is kind of what the, you know, the driver of this episode is, I guess, which is choosing things that fit you and specifically from a more nerdy standpoint there's a few aspects of why you should choose specifically exercises but also on the broader scheme of things programs diets that fit your life so there's a few aspects one of them is your preferences which is essentially just what do you like to do because if you like to do it and you enjoy it you will stick to it that's just human behavior you know i wouldn't ever if someone loved high intensity interval training and that's not really my training style that's not really how i train clients uh, but if that's what somebody loved and they were coming to me for online coaching or personal training you know you better believe i wouldn't force them into 3 minute rest periods strength training squatting deadlifting and that kind of stuff we're going to be doing a lot more um, high intensity things or at least put that in as certain days or at the end of the workouts so they can keep that enjoyment factor up. There's also the factor of anthropometry, um, which is a really tough word to say in a microphone. Anthropometry, and you know, I used to kind of think it was anatomy, but that's technically not the right word, I don't think. It's anthropometry, which is limb lengths, ratios, and things like that in your body. So how are you built and structured? Because well, the most classic example of this that you might have heard before is femur length. So, for example, a long femured person, which, um, you know, you can kind of, I guess, tell just by looking at yourself or um, comparing your lower leg, your upper leg, or your torso to your leg. A person with a long femur is going to lean quite a bit more forward on back squats. And a person with a shorter femur is going to be much more upright. So a person with a long femur would maybe want to, you know, for one, it's okay to lean forward a little bit more, but you might also want to implement things like high bar squats, front squats, safety bar squats, where you're kept more upright naturally. A person who has short femurs, you don't want to be leaned forward because that's against, against your anthropometry. You essentially have no excuse. And you might want to, you know, it's not as important to do things like high bar squats where you're forced upright because you're upright in normal back squat. So you might want to also include things like good mornings and RDLs a little bit more to get that bent over position. So that's one classic example that's used in the space of anthropometry affecting which exercises you should choose. The other one is, you know, mobility, I would say, or what you can what you can actually physically do. For example, a lot of people that I've trained in the past have had shoulder problems, and that's usually when someone's a bit older, like 35 plus, you have a couple shoulder injuries, you lose some mobility, you work at an office with your hands in front of you at a keyboard all day, um, and you are kind of untrained you lose the ability to really put your arms straight over your head or you know touch your cheek to your bicep as your arms go over your head being that straight up and down it's hard to do and uh, if someone lacks that mobility you wouldn't want to program or have them do in a training session an overhead press uh, with a barbell you know because they physically can't get into that position without um, kind of forcing a bad pattern that they can't actually do unweighted. 
And the same goes for the opposite motion. And in that example of shoulder flexibility, an overhead press is the obvious example. If you can't get your arms over your head, but how about a chin up or a pull up? If you can't get your arms over your head naturally, but you're hanging your body weight straight up and down into that position, that could actually result in some kind of injury. So something like a lat pull down might be better for that person. So that plays into things too. And, you know, this is all kind of on the nerdy side of the coaching thing. But the general concept of today's episode is just a saying that I say and think about as I program people's training. And if you've worked with me, a lot of my programming is open to interpretation or at least um, I'll be asking you a lot of questions on different movements, I guess you could say. Uh, to to give a more specific example of an exercise you should do. The saying is this, write your program with pencil and not pen. So on the one side of it, that's what I've been talking about, is exercise selection. You might see in a program or write your own program and put in a squat, for example. Now that squat movement, you actually need to kind of interpret to an exercise that you'll get the most out of, right? It's written in pencil. It's squat. You can erase it and put in leg press, hack squat, front squat, safety bar squat for the most part. And there's a lot more nuance here. So like, for example, if I programmed somebody to do leg curls, then a front squat, and then an RDL, I wouldn't want them to switch that front squat for back squat because the front squat is quad focused and uh, front loaded. So the other two exercises surrounding that are for the posterior chain. I wouldn't want you to switch it to a posterior chain focused squat. Instead, maybe you switch it for something like a goblet squat. If you can't do a front squat or something more quad focused, like a hack squat or something. Um, So that is kind of how you would do that. And that takes a bit of practice, but sometimes, you know, a squat or a compound movements a little bit more um, important which variation you choose but sometimes I'll even to write in my own program I won't even put the movement I'll just put biceps and I get to choose right and it's whatever feels best for me however much energy I have so if I'm you know completely zapped from deadlifts and farmers walks I'm probably not going to do barbell curls I'm probably going to do seated curls or cable curls or something less stressful something that I can easily get in and uh that'll be, that'll go a lot better for me. And that's one side of it is picking the right exercise in that sense. There is another side to this as well, um, which is kind of going on the fly and being able to react to your body's signals. So on one side, you want to be writing in pencil and not pen because you need to have the freedom to change exercises and movements to things that fit you best. But on the other side of things, You need to be able to write in pencil, not pen, so you can change your program just slightly if you need more recovery, less recovery, or um, maybe you're short on time. All of these things that actually come into play when people train. It's easy to write down a perfect program on paper, and as a coach, it's very tempting to uh, well, as you're writing down, you know, programming, I, you know, I guess to kind of fall back a little bit here, 
I heard an example from another podcast I listened to where one coach was talking to another. They were talking about the different types of coaches, the programmers and the actual coaches who are good at people skills. And they were saying that it's much more important for a coach to have that coaching ability and work with clients effectively than it is to have the best programming ability on paper because that aspect is often overlooked and uh, not as great program done perfectly because the relationship building is there is a lot more effective than a perfect program, but that coach to client relationship isn't fostered right. That's something I've been working on and uh, building up over time, I think, because I definitely started out as the programmer. Um, and when you're the programmer, it's very easy to write down what a perfect workout would look like. You think in your head, if they did this, you know, for this many weeks, these exercises, they follow this program to a T, the results will be there. And that might be true, but that's overlooking human behavior a little bit and life, right? Because things are going to happen. You're going to have aches and pains. You're going to miss some sleep. Your one-year-old's going to be teething. He's going to be up all night. You're, you're going to only have to train on your lunch break that day, and you only have 45 minutes when the workout should take an hour and a half. There's things that throw a wrench in the plan, and you have to be able to adapt and change things up. And that's why I mean pencil, not pen, because you need to easily be able to erase things, change things, switch things up to fit your life. So how do we do that? Well, it's just um, realizing first what's important. So getting your important exercises in right away. That might be, you know, a couple main lifts. I think it's important to indicate those to a client. And if you are in a program, you know, what are the compound lifts of the day? Usually it's like, one of the variations of the big five overhead press, bench press, a row, a deadlift, a squat, something like that. That'll be your main movement. And uh, everything else is kind of accessory work. Usually a good program will have a secondary movement. So like if I was programming a push workout, it would be, you know, some kind of warm up exercise or activation exercise. Second exercise would be like your big compound, like a bench press. Second would be something working on a weakness, like a close grip bench or um, pause bench or something. And then the rest is accessories. So you need to be able to, in a pinch, eliminate accessories if you need the extra recovery. Um, maybe change the number of sets on certain exercises. Maybe superset the accessories to be able to save time. Or maybe eliminate a movement that you have some pain in, like maybe a bench press hurts because you tweak your shoulder in the softball tournament you had. So instead of a bench press, you do a machine press or an inclined dumbbell press. You need to be able to make those changes. So that's the concept. Be flexible. The point of the whole episode is to have that flexibility and to roll with the punches. I think that in training and nutrition, that's one of the most important things is to not be so black or white. It's not right or wrong. It's not on track or off track. There's an area where you just need to kind of roll with the punches and adapt and change things. And if you're able to do that, you'll realize that the consistency is far more important than the perfection. Things might not always be exactly um, how you plan them, but they are going to still help you if you do them consistently, but if you just follow this black and white mindset, a lot of times if things aren't perfect, you're not going to do it at all. 
and that's far worse. So you need to have that mindset of writing in pencil and not in pen. And that's a good way to kind of do an audit on your own program, the program you have on the, you got from the internet, the program that your coach made for you. If there aren't those types of substitutions and flexibility in the program, that is probably a sign it's not that good of a program, just point blank. So that's it for today, guys. Just want to share that with you. If you guys have any questions for the podcast, you can go to stultzfit.com slash contact, and uh, you can check out the written version of this episode. Stultzfit.com, it'll probably be the most recent blog article on the site um, because stultzfit.com slash blog. I'll link that in the description of this podcast. Thank you all for listening. And if you ever want to work with me, just shoot me a message on the contact link on the website, and I will get back to you about how we can work together. I appreciate the support and uh, the ongoing support of this podcast as it continues to grow and evolve. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next time. This was episode 412 of the Triple F podcast, talking about programming today and writing in pencil and not pen. See you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.